Welcome to Books on Air, the podcast that tells the story behind the book. It includes insights from authors about how they compose their work, what inspires them, and what they hope you'll take away from their book. Here's your host for this episode of Books on Air, Suzanne Harris. Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Sloan Fremont filling in for Suzanne Harris. This is the podcast where listeners get the secret story behind every book. Joining me today is Jamie Licorice, author of the book, The Prophecy. This book tells the story of Warwick, a young man who enjoys a quiet life living with his parents in a small house in Scotland. But when a mysterious key emerges with the appearance of an ancient enemy believed to be a myth, his life is turned upside down. Forced into an arduous quest to find answers traveling across the wildest and most challenging terrains in the whole of Scotland, his only aid is a cloak cloaked mystical man. So Jamie, sounds like such an interesting book. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you. Well, thank you for the opportunity. It's great to be here and to talk about my book. Yeah. So let's start out telling the audience just a little bit about yourself and what led you to write your book, The Prophecy. So um, it wasn't too long before I started writing my novel, The Prophecy, that I actually got really interested with writing. Um, It was actually my cousin, Ross, who lives in Australia, who got me into writing. Um, he, he just wanted to see just quite a bit of writing himself and he just wanted to test test my skills and see what I'd be like creatively be, with being creative mm-hmm. so he would um, set me a few scenarios where he'd just say pick a subject or an item and write about it in no more than two pages and then send it back to me and I will and I'll review it and that's so uh, started doing that writing a few short stories for him and he would review it for me and he really he started to notice straight away that I've got a talent and he really loved my work I was doing mm-hmm. and then that just started to build on these stories and then I had suddenly was hit with an idea for the prophecy and what I wanted to do straight away was combine my love of uh, J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit with my own experiences of hiking through Scotland, because I knew the landscape so well. Mm-hmm. So my, my perfect idea was, was to take the imagination and magic that sort of inspired by Tolkien and then bring it into the real Scotland that everyone knows today. So you marry the two together and it just seemed the perfect idea. And then all the characters, all the locations, the story all just fell into place and I just knew exactly what I want is right. Yeah. And that sounds like that. I always love hearing about the creative process that people go through because it's such an interesting, an interesting way, especially in your case, how it, it came about and how it was all able to come together for you. And I know you also, with your book, you, you actually earned an award. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So, yeah. Um, well, first of all, I am absolutely flattered with how well my book has done especially since it's my first novel. I mean, for when I first wrote it, it was just going to be something nice for myself, a really nice achievement. But then I just thought I decided um, to publish it. And since its publication, it has met such success, which has blown my mind. And yeah. it's won several awards. Like, within months of it being published, I'd won uh, awards for um, the Book Festival Awards, and then recently, I had a really amazing first place award come through in the Outstanding Creator Awards. I won best first place in the paranormal category. And I thought, wow, my first novel, and it's just won first place award. Absolutely amazing. 
Oh yeah, definitely. And congratulations on that. That is amazing. So let's get into the book a little bit. Can you tell us about the characters and maybe the scene? You mentioned Scotland, but can you tell us a little bit more about that? So yeah, I can do. So the characters I wanted to make as likable to the real world as possible. So you could really connect with them and follow follow them through their journey and really connect with all their thoughts and emotions. Mm-hmm. So, so they're really relatable people because I find that a, a reader will relate, will, will, sorry, I find a reader will relate better with someone that they can truly understand and feel. Mm-hmm. So, um, so my main character, uh, Warwick, he, his, again, his name immediately came to me when I had the idea for the book. Um, but his character, he's supposed to be, at the beginning, he's, he's this character who's a bit lost in his way. But throughout the journey, he's not just journeying to find answers to this prophecy. He's journeying to find his inner self mm. that's been lost and taken from him. So it's more of a journey of the inner self as well as the external self. Uh-huh. And then... But then you get the second main character coming in, which is the mentor, his, and his name's uh, Rowan. But it, at the start, he's just this mysterious character. And he's almost, almost a little bit fearful because of how dark and mysterious he seems. Mm-hmm. But then as you go into more into the story, you start to see his character completely change. And he becomes like another main character in the story. And in some ways, they both become, Warwick and Rowan become mentor to each other as they bounce off each other and help them to complete their own individual journeys to get to that main goal at the end. And that's what I really love about the characters I created. Yeah, that bringing together. And then like you were saying, almost like the, would you call it maybe a hero's journey where we're, you know, on that inner journey of, of finding, you know, ourselves as we're, you know, going through life. But yes, yeah, it's definitely a hero's journey because mm-hmm. the challenges he has to face and some of them, so many of them he has to face alone. It mm. takes an immense amount of courage and strength to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. And um, as you mentioned about being, you know, wanting it to be relatable, that understand, being able to um, read about others' journeys and what they have to go through. And like you mentioned, because a lot of our own, as, as a reader, our own journeys in life are, you know, they're solo, right? The things we can only, we can go through. So being able to, um, I love stories like this, that weave that, that hero's journey in that is so relatable, but then also like the magic and then the, the mystical side of things too, because I think for me as a reader, when I read those, those kinds of stories, it opens up so much creativity to be able to read stories like that. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more there. It's just, it's almost like the best of every everything in the world isn't it all all accumulated into one so you just get a bit of everything yeah yeah and I love that and I love that that fantasy element to be able to um I feel like I always walk away from books like that with a, a, like an expansion like creativity is expanded right because I was able to to perceive something in a different way through the story yeah and then you and then that affects your own stories that you go on to write and all that yeah exactly Exactly. And so you mentioned the, the, the scene was in Scotland. So is it in modern day or a different time period? So, yes, um, you did mention that. So, yeah. Um, so it's set um, quite a while ago. You're talking quite a few hundred years ago. 
um, sort of around dark ages in that time where so it's quite primitive. Mm -hmm. So you've got you've got knights and warriors and you've got um, believing in the old gods. So it's very, very early on. But I did I really wanted the, the setting to be quite old again, because a lot of the inspiration came from Tolkien's work. So I wanted to create that same sort of feeling, but in Scotland. Yeah. And, and you mentioned, and, and I know um, just when I was reading a little bit about your background, that you love the outdoors, you love hiking and you love to, to be able to do those things. And so having that understanding of, of Scotland and understanding of maybe the terrain to be able to tell that story, how, how did that work for you to weave that all in? So I have quite an imaginative mind and very visionary mind. Mm -hmm. So the places I go and see, I can just play them back in my mind like a photograph mm -hmm. whenever I need them. So my mind becomes almost like a mood board, just looking at these places I've been to. And I remember when I've been on my walks, climbing mountains, walking across waterfalls and all the things I've done, when I think about them, it's as if I'm, it's if I'm there right now, even if it was, say, 10 years ago. But it only feels like it feels right in the now that I'm still walking that journey. So when, as I'm writing, I just think about that place I went to that I want to put into my writing. Mm -hmm. And I'm, instantly I'm taken there. So I can just see all the landscape, all the different textures, all the colours, and I'm just thinking... I can just easily write that with my words and I can just layer it in beautifully into what I'm writing. That's how I get all my um, really imaginative writing works. That, that's an amazing quality to have. I wish I had that. <laughs> I, I definitely do not. So that, that's, that's amazing to be able to do that. And so maybe we mentioned the, the main character is Warwick and he in him going on this hero's journey, right. And all these things that he faced, what was maybe one of your favorite parts to write in the book, or maybe one of the journeys that he went through that you specifically related to or really enjoyed uh, writing about? So I have um, a few moments that I loved writing, and which was so fun to write. Um, one of my favorites was about halfway through the book where I'm, when they get to the Isle of Sky and they're inside the, the cave, because I, when I was a child, I used to do lots of caving. Mm -hmm. So I knew what it was like to be squeezing through tight holes in caves and that, and all of what it looked like being deep underground. Uh -huh. And I really captured that image brilliantly. So it's just like a, it's not more, it's like watching a film reading that chapter, because you can just, as you read the words, you just see all the details of all the rocks, all the formations inside the cave, all the challenges he has to face as he's squeezing through the cave. Mm -hmm. And it, I, I just love the detail and how tense that chapter feels. There's right. one chapter I love to read back on and it does make me smile. <laughs> and then I had another um, part in a small little section in the book, which I just loved because I was writing about dragons. Mm -hmm. I had the perfect idea to give a um, story to the legend of the Loch Ness Monster. So it mm -hmm. seemed perfect. So I wrote the Loch Ness Monster in as a dragon appearing out of water and it just seemed perfect. And it was just so fun to write. Yeah. Yeah. In that being able to um, have fun with what you're doing, you can hear that in your voice and I can tell um, when you're talking about it, that having that, that fun element too, as a reader, 
you can pick up on that too, that the person, the writer, the author really enjoys what they're doing. Right. And, and I love being able to um, read scenes like that, that you're talking about that are very involved or very imaginative or it's like, it takes you, like you were saying, it takes you into the book. Like if you were watching a movie or something, you sometimes get caught up in the movie and nothing else is around you. Right. Like it's, that's what it sounds like in your book that you're able to create with these scenes. Yeah, it's exactly that. It just completely, it takes your full focus and in some ways, it almost flips reality. Mm-hmm. By that, I mean that the book is the reality and then the rest of the world around you becomes the fantasy that temporarily becomes close to you. So your full focus is on what you now think is reality. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, during the writing process, and maybe even I know you, you mentioned the awards and how you know that was surprising to you, but is there anything as you were writing the book that surprised you or that you, you know, in being your first book, maybe you found more difficult than you thought might, you know, that it might be as you were envisioning what the book might look like when you finished it? Well, yeah, there was quite a lot of changes. Um, even though I had right from the beginning, the whole story as I planned it out, how I wanted it to be, mm-hmm. it took quite a while to get it to that stage. Finding just for some parts, um, it was just finding, just getting the details and balance just right without being too much or just too little. The balance is always a tricky bit to get. Yeah. But once, but after a few um, edits of the first um, draft I did, I started to find that balance. And then after that, it was just seamless all the way through. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was, it was, there were challenging parts, but... In the end, I've, I've just persisted, mm-hmm. and it relates quite a lot to one of my um, my important messages that I tried to capture in my main characters with the real world, mm-hmm. because the real world is quite a tough place to live in. It is there's so much hardships we all face in right. everyday life, and I like to try and catch the message that we all put on the uh, the planet for a purpose. And that no matter how long it takes, we're all going to get to our purpose place that we're supposed to get to in life. Yeah. And what a great message, especially, I mean, in the past couple of years, right? It's, it's, um, everybody's been through a lot of struggle and a lot of, um, I think, you know, like shocking struggle, I guess would be maybe how I would describe it. And, and I love that, that theme that you're talking about of, of purpose and in getting to the place, because that also in that, in that space of reading a book like this, that is that, that magical, mystical, that um, fantasy side of things. Again, I think having those stories and, and feeling how much they relate also helps open us up to the ideas or the concepts that are in there. And especially having a theme like that of, of, of purpose and, you know, that there's a reason. Um, I think that is, that is so important these days. It's, it's very important. Just gives you hope for a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Which is always there. Just sometimes it just takes time to come, but it does come. Always yeah. comes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's an excellent point. Um, who would you say your book would appeal to and why? I would say um, really my book appeals to most age groups. I feel when I wrote it, I felt as I was writing, I felt, um, I didn't feel like exactly there was one specific age group. Mm-hmm. I thought there was all elements in the entire story, which could be 
fed to all different age groups and all anyone from any background. So I think it's just the whole entirety can be its target audience. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like anybody who's interested in that hero's journey or interested in, you know, um, being drawn into a book and being able to really enjoy it, it, it seems like it would appeal to that, to those people as well. Yeah, because, I mean, I've had people um, read it that um, from my village mm-hmm. and they're not even huge on the fan- on fantasy novels, mm-hmm. but they, they read it because they knew me. And even though they weren't huge on fantasy, they absolutely loved it and couldn't put it down. Yeah. So, yeah, that was really great feedback to get. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. And so what are you most proud of as it relates to your book? Um, what I'm most proud of is just, well, the thing that makes me most proud is the fact that not only did I write a book, but even all the elements is all my work, even the artwork on the front, that, that design of the key is even all my drawings. Oh yeah. I designed. So everything, and it came out better than I could ever have hoped for. So pat on my back, I've done a brilliant job myself really oh, good yeah. job that's amazing I saw the cover I didn't know you designed that so yeah that is amazing that is yeah so, um I had visions in my head of what I wanted for the front cover mm-hmm. and I wanted the the image to um uphold the um uphold the story of my book because my story is quite secretive mm-hmm. I wanted um the front cover to portray portray that secretive so I wanted a design on the front cover that would draw you in to want to find out more about it, but not tell you too much about it. Yeah, yeah. Very <laughs> yep. That's the perfect. That's the perfect thing on you know because it's one it, that draws you in and it makes you want more. <laughs> yeah. So I just created mood boards of little things that I like, then I piece them all together. And I've always been quite good at drawing. So then I just got my pencils out and I started in one of my art books, just started doing lots of different sketches of um, of a design that I really liked until I got what I wanted. And then I went with that and got it printed. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That whole pro- So the whole process from the writing to the cover, I mean, the whole thing is you and that, 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 that is amazing. So that has to be such a wonderful feeling. It is, it is a really wonderful feeling because it's just, well, it's the full experience. Yeah. You know, you've yeah. really given it your all and you couldn't do any more. Yeah. So you what advice... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. You can't win gold in the Olympics. Yeah, exactly. Yes. What advice would you give to somebody who's listening that maybe is interested in writing their first book or, you know, even a short story? Um, what advice would you give them about getting started? So if I was give advice to someone maybe even if they're just new to writing the best advice I'll give to them especially just starting out is start off with something simple Mm -hmm. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. initially start off with a big novel idea because yes I did very well my novel but to first start off with a big novel it's a lot of work and yeah it's hard to keep going with it so I would start off like I did with just short assignments of probably no more than two pages long and just pick something that you love and you really mean something personal to to you Mm -hmm. because those things that are more personal to you 
the words, the right words will come to you much more easily than something that's less personal to you. So you'll naturally connect with it better. And therefore, the quality of your written piece is going to be a lot better. So another good one, good point I point out is find a minimum of three authors who you really like. Mm-hmm. because they're going to be your inspiration and your help on your journey through writing. Even if you never meet those authors, just find those three that you can really inspire from and love their work, because then that will start your inspiration and that will help you to find your feet when you've got someone to look back on. Like for me, it's one of my, my absolute favourites is Tolkien. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those are the best advice I would recommend to someone. Yeah. And that what you started with, with writing the two pages that also, as you were talking, it made me think of how that forces you to be succinct about the topic too, right? It, you're choosing your words carefully because you don't have a lot of space and, and that, um, that discipline, if you develop that discipline, um, it would seem to me over time that that helps you with that, um, with your, with your ability to tell the story that you want to tell. Well, yeah, precisely that. Cause not only does it help you to write, it also helps you to edit well, mm-hmm. as you were explaining, with um, not having much room for error. Yeah, it doesn't allow it doesn't allow you to waffle on. So yeah. you have to be quite. You have to use be clever with your wording to get your descriptions of like your characters out of the way very quickly, so you can get into the main story. But if you can tell a short story in two pages, from the description of a character to the story to the conclusion, then you're well on your way. Yeah, And then after you've done that a few times, if you get a good idea come for something bigger, perhaps like a novel, get yourself a notebook or several notebooks and just start writing down all your ideas. Mm-hmm. That's how I started before I even started writing the book. I just wrote down every idea I had because most of the idea, I had all the ideas, but they're all mixed up. Yeah. They're all coming yeah. at once. Mm-hmm. So some of the ideas that are at the beginning of my notebook are ideas that I included at the end of the story. So just any ones you get, just write them all down. And it doesn't matter if you don't use them because you go through a process of writing, you're going to have tons of ideas, some good, some not bad, or some are good. But over the time, as you develop your story, it, you can get little changes happening. And then you take elements from those ideas and combine them with other ideas. Mm, but yeah. always just write down everything that comes to mind because there's nothing worse than write, trying to write while you've got all these ideas flowing through your head at the same time because then you, you, get, you get a block in your mind because you're trying to write while you've got 100 ideas flowing around right. in your head and you go crazy. So right. just write it, clear your mind. To write, you've got to have a free mind. Yeah. And that getting that the ideas on paper frees up that space in your mind. And, and I've also found with myself is I forget ideas that I had. I completely forget. I think I'll remember later, but I don't in writing them down. Then I'll look back and be like, oh yeah, I, I remember that. And then I kind of helps me remember the train of thought I had versus if I just try to store it in my head and remember it later. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's exactly that. Yeah. Well, Jamie, it's been so great to talk to you and learn more about you and your writing process in your book, The Prophecy. Before we close out, is there any last final thoughts you want to leave with the listeners today about your book? Well, I'd just like to 
just add to the, the um, yeah, so I would just like to add to the writing experience that, um, because I know there's many out of you who probably are writing a novel and maybe finding it hard going because it's, it's a lot of words and sometimes it can be hard going. The one message I'd like to say to people, because it can get scary, is if you reach a period of time where you feel like, feel like your thoughts are getting a little bit um, stuck or you're feeling like you're stuck on a section, that's completely okay and it's perfectly natural. Just step away from it and do something else for a while. It doesn't even have to be writing-related. Just go away, do something else for a bit and come back to it after a little while and you'll find that your ideas are completely fresh. Mm-hmm. It happens to all the great writers and it's happened to me myself. So don't be afraid if that happens because even though it happened to me, look what I achieved and I am so proud. So, yeah, that's all I'd love to say to the audience. Yeah, and that's such wonderful advice. And um, I just love talking to you and hearing about your writing process in your book. And also, I want to, again, congratulate you on the awards you've got. That, that's amazing for a first book. So congratulations to you. Thank you. I couldn't, I couldn't wish for more. Yeah, yeah. You can find more about the book, The Prophecy, on Amazon. And I'll link to the book in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Sloan Fremont, and I hope you'll join us for the next Books on Air podcast. Remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so much for listening.